Welcome to the Broad Talk with your hosts, Dan and James. We also have a, a guest who's off camera. Uh, Nico is our producer today, so he'll be on chat. Uh, so if you have some comments or questions, please, while you're uh, discussing, uh, if you see random uh, topics or comments from from Nico, uh, hey, we got a few folks on now. So Nico, why don't you say hi to them? We got to, oh, very good, thank you, appreciate it. All right, so we've got a number of things to go over. We um, we need to announce our winner. Winner of what, James? Winner of our name, our GrogCon contest. That's right. The 2019 uh, GrogCon, where we had a contest to name the adventure that Carlos Lysing from Castle Entertainment is going to uh, produce and run at GrogCon 2019. And I think we need to give a lot of credit to Carlos, who was willing right. <laughs> to accept a name. And we, we ended up giving him a few options. We could talk about that. Right. But he was willing to accept a name that he hadn't picked right. and to mold this adventure into the title. So a lot of, a lot of points for that. Yeah, so um, we, we had a number of submissions, and it was actually uh, one of our folks who um, went to, um, to a, our GrogCon site and to our Name, name Our Contest was was the winner, if, I, if, I cor- if I'm correct. And I'd like to say we got a lot more suggestions than I thought we would. Right. And I got to tell you, I really thought they were all great. They, I thought they were really good. I had a very hard time picking out. Yeah. What I liked we 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 started most. to pick three each, and then we kind of went back and forth, and then we ended up with this one. So uh, I want to announce that Gatu Lefavi, right? Is the winner with the porcelain sword of Queen Slash? Oh, and that's great because I didn't even know who had. So when I saw the list, I had no idea who had made the submission. So right. I did not know uh, that he was the winner. I knew that was the winning name. But so uh, Giotano or Giotano, right? Giotano Lafavi. Thank you very much. So the porcelain sword of Queen Il. Shala, I would say. Yeah, Shala. is the winner. And actually, um, we're gonna when we send this out on Twitter and put in the show notes, Carlos Lysing already has an introductory paragraph. So, and uh, Gitano, you're going to be uh, quoted and sourced in the module, and yes. you will get a free version of it. So, thank you very much. Is it? But pour some sword though. That could be fragile, couldn't it? Well, that's what that's what's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with how you, this. How you work that out? Well, there's like you've heard of crystal sword and these type of things. Well, that's true. Yeah, no, I, I hadn't. I have now. The balsa wood. Yeah, the crystal the sword. Balsa wood, the, the balsa wood sword. Yeah, it's, a, it's balsa, right? Now balsa wood. Balsa wood. Yeah. But balsa wood sword. If you Googled balsa wood sword, do you think anything would come? You know what would come up? One of those sites where we have everything. <laughs> you, know, you can buy a balsa wood. They'll just say it, balsa wood sword here. I'm sure they have it because isn't that what they use for LARPing? Balsa wood for swords. Yeah. Oh, cosplay. Yeah, for cosplay, for like uh, ah. LARPing and that kind of thing. So, uh, so, so Carl Slicing should make a cosplay adventure. Ooh, that would be a cosplay know, theme. We're, we're, we'd be happy if anyone showed up. We'll take, uh, we'll, you know, if there was actually a LARPing convention that b- broke out of our little thing, that would be awesome. We should encourage cosplay at GrotCon. Right. We should just encourage play. I'd like right. someone. We should encourage people to come. <laughs> right. Let's start with that. Yeah. Before we start doing subgroups. But you, but you could do that. <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah. So 
So what's interesting about it, my sense is, is that this name and, and Queen Ashala was simply, was, was sort of picked. Right. There is no, so you're not familiar with no. a Queen Ashala I'm from... I'm not. Okay, so that's no. what makes it great about it. Yeah, and, that's awesome. And I don't suppose, and I know I'll spring things on you uh, at the last moment here. No. I don't know if you have any of the other ones that we really liked. Nope. Um, I don't know, maybe if, if you're able to pull up the list at some point before we're done, I don't know, that would be great. But, okay. Because uh, I'd, like I'd like to mention some of Give some honorable mentions, some shout well, outs, because there's some really great ones. And I think Carlos, uh, we gave him a number of them. Right. Because um, we really couldn't get to the end result. We were like, these five or six are good, and he's actually going to use all of them in other adventures. So they're kind of honorable mention. Exactly. So all right, we'll give some shout outs. We'll have to figure that out. If not, I may have to do it on Twitter. Okay, so as we uh, let's talk about GrogCon, October 11th through 13th. At the Dazen, brought to you by Wyndham, I think, is that they're transitioning to that. Wyndham own, has bought the uh, convention center and hotel. It's here in uh, Orlando area in Kissimmee. We'd love for you to come. Uh, we'll be running games. Uh, Vic Dorso, and I, of course, we need his title, so I have to take that back. Excuse me, Nico. We, yeah, who's Vic Dorso? I don't know who he is. Who is that guy? The, the, the man formerly known as Vic Dorso. Well, right. He's, he was Victor, so now he is. He has an official title and all these other things that we. And we're expecting Victor so to really help with recruiting in the Midwest. You know, we made him. Did we put up the uh, of the Big Sky region? The Big Sky no, is here's the North State. Thank you, North, yeah, North Big Sky. State. I think I said some of Big Sky. That's going to be more Montana, North right. Dakota. That's not going to be Minnesota. So we really help him to help with. We we expect him to help with our recruiting. Yeah. In Minnesota. Yeah, so uh, Vic Dorso, who is the commander and most astonishing patron crown prince and honorable scourge of the North Star State, will be running his uh, Blood Red uh, Keep It, Keep it Blood Red Falls module. Uh, Carlos Lysing, the, the Chamberlain, his most renowned illustriousness, Baron, irresistible emulator of Cleveland, will be uh, running uh, now the uh, crystal sword, uh, porcelain sword of Queen Ashala. <laughs> I got crystal sword in the brain. Uh, he'll be running that. Uh, we'll, you're running. A, you and I are running the tournament, which we'll, we have. We're working on. We're actually going to demo that uh, July 27th here in Orlando at mm -hmm. Sci-Fi City, which is going to be a live Grog uh, Talk event. Um, there's other uh, Paranoia, Call of Cthulhu, Top Secret. There's all games that are probably coming on as well. And uh, Victor So has posted on Facebook that uh, he's hoping to have a uh, 3D model. Of the keep of Bloodbird Falls. Oh wow! At it, that he will be uh, showing for the first time at GrogCon. Awesome. That's the plan, anyway. Oh, that's super cool. So ho hopefully he's able to do that. Okay. Well, there's a lot of good things. Uh, you can go to tabletop events. Um, if you go to grogcon.com, there's all the information there. Um, tickets are 35 bucks for the whole weekend. I think it's 15 dollars for one day. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's very reasonable. Uh, rooms are very reasonable. I just booked my room. Um, very reasonable there. So come on down. It will be a lot of fun. The event, uh, because we're in the Crucible 8 tournament, we're part of Crucible 8, there's uh, miniature wargaming, Warhammer 40K, there's uh, board games, there's vendors. It's a whole big event. There's hundreds of people going to come. So it's not just role-playing. Uh, it's a great event. So we're looking forward to that. Yep, and it's going to be a lot of 5th edition too. So if you want to maybe... Sorry. Was that wrong? No, it's not wrong. I, I could tell. No, it's okay. Oh, yeah. It's just 
I, I think it's no. Fifth edition's fine. I play fifth. Nico and I play fifth edition. It's, we it's have a fine to be game. inclusive, right? Yeah, we're 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 grognards, but we're friendly grognards. We're kind of like gnomes, right? Which is what we're going to talk and once about we're, today. Once we're successful enough, we just old school, and we have enough people coming just for that. Then we can tell them, you know, who cares about fifth edition? That's right. Well, they can see the difference. It's like classic Coke versus new Coke. Did you ever take the Pepsi challenge back in the day? No, I didn't. Never? No, I did really? not take the Pepsi challenge. Wow. I picked Pepsi. Over Coke? I think that's why they had New Coke, didn't right. they? I think that, yeah, they were trying to get that, and then, of course, New Coke is now a, it was, it's a fad. That's, I think it's come back that a special edition because of Stranger Things. It was on Stranger Things, I saw that. You know, and this was, this, uh, I saw this on, uh, Stranger, oh, did you see a, this on Stranger Things? Oh, I, that would require me to have, what is it, Netflix or something like that. Oh, you haven't seen that? Yeah, no, it was in his little cabin. Someone took a picture of it, and... Uh, so on Twitter... And this is the Best of Dragon Volume 3 is what I'm holding up you know, for our listeners. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is potentially radio. So it's yes. funny you mentioned that. So uh, where was that? Re oh, I need to... He probably just finished reading up on gnomes, I think, <laughs> in that episode. So someone did, someone did mention that. So what I've done is... Let's see. I can't find it now. But uh, one of the pictures I put up was us talking about it because someone was talking about Stranger Things. And in fact... Someone was talking about Greyhawk, so I showed the picture of us discussing it on episode uh, 17. Very nice. So there you go. That's, that's how we roll here. Uh, all right. Enough jibber-jabber about that. We did talk about the summer tournament. Again, we're going to be broadcasting live from Sci-Fi City um, uh, for our tournament module that we made just for, uh, for this event. It's a play test, and then, which we're going to run at GrogCon. And we're, we're, I think we're right we're in the corner, aren't we, next to the bathrooms? That's right. Is that what we're doing? We're, be, we're behind the discounted merchandise uh, there. The Sci-Fi City is an interesting place. Uh, it's an old, you know, it feels has that old school yeah. hobby uh, game store. It uh, should be a lot of fun. We're going to actually be in the front. At least that's when yeah. we talked to uh, the purveyor. They, what was the gentleman's name? Troy. Troy, yes. So Troy. He said uh, we could set up right in the front. We're going to do a grog uh, talk there at, uh, from like 10.30 to 12. And then we're going to break it down. We're going to start at 1.30, I think is what we had mm -hmm. set. Uh, it's going to be a four-hour uh, adventure. We still have some seats available. So if you want to come and play in the tournament, Dan and I will be running it. And there's actually be, uh, it has a competitive aspect. There's two groups going in. Uh, as one group gets things, the other group can't get it. And the winner will win the prize and the glory that comes with this. I like how you don't identify what that prize is. Uh, hey, the quote prize. The prize is subject uh, <laughs> to our prerogative and what Amazon can get to us in right. the time. Right, in our sole discretion. That's right, exactly. So, uh, that's a lot. Uh, now I want to thank our patrons and, and reviews on iTunes. I want to let the, our patrons know, uh, again, we have a Patreon account. If you want to support this shenanigans, we would love that. We have various tiers. Uh, we're, I'm going to have a special video upcoming about how we've created this uh, summer module, um, so you can get some mm -hmm. insight on the insanity, yes. The making of. The making of, that's right. Okay. This is what people want from Patreon. They, they don't want this polished showbiz. They want to see behind the scenes. They want to see the craziness that comes involved. That's why you were videotaping me the other day at my house. <laughs> that's, what the? So, that's why I installed cameras all over your house. <laughs> I, I can explain. That's right. Uh, well, I, I haven't it wasn't what you thought. I haven't seen all the videos yet. <laughs> You fast-forward over the yeah, words. It's best. That was wise. That's right. Any, I usually between ten and six in the morning. I'm uh, so if, as long <laughs> as you have all your shenanigans yes. between that time, you're fine. Cameras are off. Yeah. So uh, we have a special video that's coming up, and uh, if you are a patron, 
you, one of the uh, things you get even at the bronze tier, which is a $1 thing, is you uh, get, if you'd like to, a title uh, as part of the Grog Empire. So we have to bestow a title today uh, oh. to one of our patrons. Oh, you know I love this part. Right. That's so my favorite part. Oh, have, that's why you have volume five out. That's right. We have volume five out. Where's your, where's, where's your 30-sided dice? Oh, I have a 30 side. Yeah, we need that 30 side desk because I figured out a way not to use the random generator now. Okay, okay. yeah. So we are now going to bestow to Clay Ganey, uh, who is one of our newest uh, patrons, his title um, because, well, he deserves it. And he has claimed, we're actually very fortunate to be him part of the empire because he has claimed Lake City, Florida. And for those who know Lake City, Florida, uh, it is north of here. So he's actually defending the Grog Empire. He's Excellent. the defender of the Grog Empire, protector of the heart of it. So we are very... Like, it's like the Rubicon? Uh, basically, right. It is Istanbul or something like that. Barbarians like Vic Dorso from the north. <laughs> That's right. They will have to go past him. <laughs> so we're very fortunate. Um, so basically what you're doing is you're trying to set him up to be like the ticket guy at GrogCon right. at the front. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Clay doesn't know this yet, yeah. but... Uh, we make it sound awesome. He checks in people. That's right. Do I get to play? No, you still have to check people in. So. But I've been here for two days. Exactly. All right. So oh. we are. So we are ready. So you're going to handle that side of it. Yeah. Well, uh, no, I'll roll that. You want to roll? You like rolling dice. Go roll dice. That's good. So, okay. so uh, we're going to divide this by two, right? We figured out that this is a D15. Right. So we're going to do that. That's, I don't know what that is. That's bizarre. Yeah. It's right in the middle. A three. He could be whatever he wants. Ten. Ten. So that'd be a five. Two, right. right, right. Two, four, five. He's a viceroy. Very good. Well, do we have a viceroy? No, we, we do not have that's a viceroy. What Thane, didn't, oh, we, Thane Thompson wanted to be a. He uh, wanted to be a viceroy. Hold on. So, the, Nico, can you write this down? The viceroy. Uh, no, now you have to do one, two. You have to do a D, D10. Oh, D10. So, the viceroy. You can type D8? it right in the chat room. Oh, okay. Which one's the D10? That's the D10, D10 yeah. Uh, the 10 and the 8 also. 6. 6. Uh, the Viceroy, V-I-C-E-R-O-Y. 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 Uh-huh. The Viceroy most, type most now, and now you're doing a D30. Okay. 20. Uh, so that would be uh, 21? No, it's still 21 because there's 30 oh, 21. things. That's right. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Radiant. Ah. Most radiant. Ah, I can't wait to meet this guy. <laughs> uh, now another uh, D30. 28. 28. Almightiness. Ah. Wow. All right, this one we're going to divide by uh, two. He's a perfect guy to guard the uh, realm. 17 divided by two. Is nine, right? Yes. Two, four, six, eight, nine. Viscount. He's a viceroy and viscount. Hold on, Viscount, V-I-S-C-O-U-N-T. Now you're going to roll a D6 and a D6. See, with this, because we have 60 of them, we'll do a D30 and a D6, and we can just... Got it, right. I'm with you. I'm with you. So a four, so we're on the far end. Okay, it's a seven. seven, so that would be a four on the far end. Yep, two, four, six. Oh, wait, no, it's a seven. You say you have 30 on the, uh, on the other side? Right, 37. Oh, so it's technically 37, yeah. Two, four, six, seven. Two, four, six. Mysterious. M-Y-S-T-E-R-I-O-U-S. Mysterious. And then now D30. Another 17, another 9. Oh, no, that's right, 17. It's not dividing. Lord of Lake City. 
I love it. How's that? So enter well, that. I'll tell you when I hear the whole thing together. We, we have to enter it all together. Okay, let me, can I, I'm going to steal that for just a second. Mm -hmm. Oh, we got, look at that. Well, from Sweden. From Sweden. Wow, we haven't given Sweden a lot of love. I thought Sweden had forgotten about us. You know, we forgot about Sweden. How dare we? You know, so you don't know the ranking currently. No, we need to do that. So thank you. Thank you, Cyber Heston. We are working on the Swedish challenge, which we haven't talked about in a while, and I apologize. Oh, he needs to give us some money because we no, need... No, 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 he does. He doesn't need to give us money. No, he needs he to just promote us so that we get to the top 10, and then we'll go to Sweden. But don't we need somebody protecting the Grog realm in Sweden? Well, that's true. If he becomes a patron, he could that's be... That, okay. Right. I think that was a little direct saying, give me money. The thing was, if you become a patron, we would bequeath Sweden to you if you were the, he was the first person. That sounds better. Yes, that would be much better. <laughs> That's what I meant. Okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, good after, early afternoon. And good evening uh, to our other dear friend. Wait a minute. <laughs> dear friend, the Chamberlain, his august potency, Archduke, the shrewd guardian of Australia. David Thompson is online, too. Okay. Okay, so... We are now ready to give, that's right, way to be subtle. So now we are ready to give Clay Ganey his title. He is the Viceroy, Most Radiant. Almightiness, Viscount Mysterious. Lord of Lake City. Congratulations, uh, Clay. You have earned uh, this title. And you are now the guardian of, you. Um, it's kind of like they are the, uh, oh, he's got some advice, would be to, I don't know what it'd be like. Would it Regain be like your ranking in Sweden? Would be the oh, we're oh, getting advice getting on how advice. to crack into the Swedish market. Yeah. Well, he knows Sweden. Well, assuming, you know, for all we know, this guy lives in Ocala, Florida. But, but assuming but. he is in fact from Sweden, he would obviously have insight in how to crack into Sweden. Oh, do you have start on doors? Well, sir, uh, we we have, but we we need a <laughs> well, second part. Well, it wasn't a whole episode. That's true. We haven't done a whole episode. Very good. Okay, do do an episode on doors. Okay, because this this sounds like good advice. Right. I think we should follow this. Right. Do an entire episode on doors. Two and a half hours on doors. People would love it. Okay. We're going to, well, while we do that, we're going to keep moving forward because we're going to do iTunes resumes and then Nico will tell us what the advice is. Okay. Um, so again, thank you, Clay, for being that. We, and we do have to remind people of the Swedish challenge, which is uh, we were at one point the top 10 gaming, po gaming other gaming podcasts on iTunes. But, but that was a preseason ranking. Uh, wasn't it? There was a day that we were, while we were broadcasting, it was in March. Oh, okay. And then um, fell precipitously down to where we are Immediately. today. Yeah, it was like the next you day. You know what's scary about that is what that must, well, not scary is not the right word, but, but what's interesting about that, that must mean that you don't need a lot of listeners to crack the top 10 in Sweden. Then if you just lose a couple, you immediately plummet to 300. It could be. I'm not sure. I, that's one way to look at it. I look at it as we were so impactful that one day. That a everyone came and did it, and then they got busy and they so just. So you had people like some one guy was listening to it, and he immediately started like texting his friends, being right. like, "You guys got to start listening to this. Right. These guys are incredible." And then maybe he got in, in, uh, indicted on something, so they couldn't listen right. to it anymore. So it just fell off. That's what I'm thinking. We just need right. another champion. His phone in Sweden. was confiscated, and, and it was... maybe this is maybe our dear friend on yeah. chat will be the new champion of Grog Grog Talk. There, anyway. So Swedish challenge. If we get to the top ten, we have we've said we would do a tour of Sweden, and all our dear friends would go out there and see us. Do How are we stuff. gonna pay for that? I don't know. We'll worry about it later. But if we're the top ten Talk of about, anything, and you're saying that guy was probably indicted, 
We're going to be indicted. <laughs> By our spouses. But hey, I, I, I'm sure we'll hit the top 10 sometime in like January. So it'll be January in Sweden. I'm sure it's a wonderful time. It's like the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah. There's like three hours of sunlight, which is why we're ignorant. We need to go. That'll okay. be great. Anyway, the last thing we need to do before we get into uh, the, the meat of it is, is we've had a number of iTunes re- reviews, which uh, we thank you. If you are listening to us on iTunes, please... Uh, Unfortunately, the, the way this works is the more you do give reviews, the more other people can hear it, the more nonsense which uh, that can be spread throughout the world, which was, is always a fun thing. So um, the late, starting from oldest to uh, newest, uh, Pius Agnostic said, recently subscribe, enjoying listening. James and Dan sound like a couple of guys would be fun to game with. I think we're fun to game with, so thank you. Their positive and refreshing opinions on gnomes are refreshing in the current harsh mm-hmm. anti-gnome political climate. Well, I think he means Dan there. And in fact, this is that's why I put this one, because we are going to talk about gnomes sometime. Right, I mean, not the, and I'm not the anti-gnome right, climate. I, I, I'm the positive and refreshing right. opinion on right. gnomes. right. That's right. And he's holding up a cup for those who are podcasting, I Love Gnomes Cup, which... It's a mug. Oh, it's a mug. It's a cup. Is a mug a type of cup? I believe so. It's a broader... Cup is more generic. Broader category. Yes. So thank you, uh, Pius Agnostic. And then Clay G1 said, a great podcast, which I assume is our patron, great podcast for AD&D 1E Hardliners. We're hardliners. I love it. New players that are interested in how the game was intended to be played in the early years. Like James and Dan's upbeat personality. We're upbeat and, and we're personable. I think that's awesome. Keep it interesting and lighthearted while staying on topic. Well, and covering the game in depth. Thank you, sir. And our latest one is from Percy, Anna, Beth, Nico, Hazel, Jason. So he has a Nico. Wait, in- there's a Nico in? Oh, I'm suspicious. That's right. There's a Nico that's in right. there. <laughs> That's right, it could be. That's right. Follow Percy Anna. So follow Grog Talk looking for AD&D podcasts. I love every minute of the first three episodes. And binging them now to catch up and trying to find a way to get to Florida for GrogCon. Dan and James do a great job explaining the field tone and ethos of 1E. I don't know if Nico knows the word ethos. He may. I don't see him dropping that recently. But that's why he put it in there to put us off the track or whatever. Right. (laughs) Makes me feel like I'm back in 91 playing the best edition of D&D, D&D. I play 5e now with some younger players, but I'm excited to start a new 1e game again as soon as I can. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you very much. That's awesome. So, Thank you. Uh, please, if you uh, like this shenanigans, uh, go on YouTube, subscribe. If you're listening that way, if you are using our podcast, we're on all the platforms. And um, Apple is the 800-pound gorilla when it comes to podcasts. So if you put the five-star review... Uh, more people hear this, and we appreciate that. Why didn't you read the negative ones? No. We didn't get one. If, if uh, Don't a, tempt them. Right. Don't tempt them. Put a negative one. Don't say that. Exactly. Okay. So uh, that is that. Now I think we're ready to start our shenanigans. We're ready to start our random encounter. Oh, I love this part too. Yes, you do love random encounters. I do love random encounters. All right. Shall you do the rolling? I will. Here you got, here you go. You got that. You can drive the ship. Yes, uh, we're ready. Let's Tell me what no I got to bumper? Roll. Where's the bumper? I put it on there. You, it, I hurt. talked over the bumper then. Yeah, we both did. It's okay. It's, a, it's no big deal. I know. They'll get over it. I have to roll a D10? You roll a D10 to find out where we are encountering. Four. Oh, you know. it's. We're, we're in a dungeon, right? We're in a dungeon. We haven't, we're never leaving the dungeon. We're never. We can't get out of this dungeon. Yeah, we're in the dungeon. Okay. okay give me a uh, D, uh, D10. Monster level. D10. Oh, monster level. That's yeah. right. Eight. Oh, my. Oh, this one's a big this one. This is going to be scary. Yeah. Okay, well, now you, we need our... D12 the, and D8, it. okay. I've got a, a nine, good. and I've got a one, so it's ten. 
I need you to roll a d4. A d4? This is not gonna be good. We're oh. not getting out of here alive. Two. A 14-headed Hydra. 14-headed Hydra, type that in, a 14-headed, oh jeez, that's... 14-headed, can the two-headed troll... I, I didn't know there was a 14-headed Hydra, I've never it's heard of it. It's a 13-16-head, let me read that again. Have I messed something up? I don't, I don't know, I wasn't paying attention. Don't Hydras have a set number of heads? I didn't think they went over 12, but maybe. Uh, Cyber Heston writes in 13 to 16. An episode or two, an episode fully concerned with examining the different factions slash schools of thought abound on forums such as Dragonfoot and Knights and Knaves. Oh, okay. Regarding how to interpret initiative in the DMG. Ah, great. So go over all the theories of initiative from all the groups, correct? Is that what he's asking? Okay, we could do that. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Good ideas. So, um, it's so small. As we get Hydra, older, it's right, it? 13 to 16 heads. Okay, so that's the first you, issue. What's going on with that? Well, because Hydra here, it says five to 12, if you get the monster manual. You don't have a monster manual? What? Even they're on the bottom. Thank you, I was gonna say, that's not possible. If you didn't bring a monster manual, then something's wrong. It's like a cop without a it's gun. On, it's on page 53, so we have a, it's, so this is interesting. In Monster Manual 2 in the random uh, monster creator, it said for you to roll a 14 to 16 Hydra. But 13, in, right. 13, to, 13 16. to 16. This says they can only go to five to 12. That's how many heads it has. Oh. Is this, what is happening? Well. There you go. Is this because it's in the Monster Manual 2? Yeah, they've, some they've done something. What's happened there? Is there another Hydra? Designation that Maybe doesn't Is there have a that? giant Hydra? <laughs> oh, look. A Pyre 12 heads. Well, that's Pyro, but you did this one. Hydra, 13 to 16 heads. You're right. One encountered. And how just... is that possible? Wait, how is that possible? Is there another Hydra entry? I'm not aware of it. That's what I said. Is there a giant Hydra? I don't think so. Right? Yeah. So maybe for yeah, our dear listeners who are playing along, go back to the page of Monster Manual 2 that you found that on. Yeah. And let people see that. Okay, we're going to move forward. We have a really big Hydra. 13-headed Hydra, we said? Uh, 14. You roll a 2? Yeah, 14-headed Hydra. Yeah. It's, uh, so it is on... Uh, page is page. What's that? Page 134. 134. Of Monster the Manual book, 2. The book that is sometimes named. That's right. Monster Manual 2. Yeah. Named with hesitation. So on page 53 of the monster manual, the true monster manual, it has, it says hydras can only be, uh, will have five to 12 heads, but now um, the other one, monster manual two says to build even a larger uh, monster. Okay, this hydra. is what's scary for me right off the bat, the hydra. Mm -hmm. What's its frequency? Uh, I didn't look yet. I'm gonna say uncommon. Uncommon. That seems to me more common than, than I'm should be. comfortable with. You would think it'd be rare. Hobgoblins on the other page are also uncommon. So you telling me my odds of encountering a hobgoblin? Twenty percent chance in a region. So twenty percent chance. So one in five refers to the likelihood of a particular creature being encountered in a region or area where it might be an inhabitant. So I guess what you have to say is where, where is it likely to be found? So where is it? Where does it say? Marshes, swamps. And similar places. As well as subterranean land. Right. Like. So if you're in a marsh or a swamp, you have a one in five chance <laughs> to run into a hydra. That's just, if you get a random <laughs> encounter. More good information to use as a DM. Right. Put in more swamps. Right. Oh, this is our fourth encounter. 
Probably gonna hit a hydra or fifth encounter. Well, you could. You, 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 if you go straight, you're gonna go through a swamp. You could cut around the swamp, but it's gonna take two weeks. Right. Well, I'll take my chances. Uh, what, what could happen in the uh, swamp? You could get one in five chance of a hydra. So, I didn't know my hydras were swamp based and marsh, marshy based. Well, I think they're kind of like the black dragon of, of things there. But they're neutral, which is interesting. They are. Did you know that there are? You probably did. There's no neutral dragons, I believe, in the Monster Manual, right? In the Monster Manual. I know correct. they came late. Right? Dragon right. Magazine had some. Okay, so um, have you ever run a hydra? No, I've never encountered, to my knowledge, I've never encountered a Hydra. Okay. I've never run a Hydra. Have you? Uh, yes, I have. So there's the, there are three types of Hydras. Okay. So there's the basic Hydra, the Hydra that we think about, um, the normal one, which has 5 to 12 heads, and you roll an eight-sided to determine the number, which, again, that's what we would normally do. But, again, in Monster Manual 2, they've now changed it to 13 to 16. So this thing's a giant Hydra. Yeah. And each one has uh, one. Hit, each head has one hit die and eight full hit points. So you don't have to calculate its hit points. Basically, if it has five heads, it has forty hit points. And then each head has eight hit points. Got it. And when all the hydra heads are killed, the body dies, but not until each and every head is killed. The hydra attacks according to the number of heads it has. Each head being considered as a hit die. Thus, the seven hydra seven head attacks is a monster of seven hit dice. And it's possible for the hydra to attack several opponents at once. So at up to four on the same target. So you fight a 10 hit dice, something that has 10 heads. It's a 10 hit dice uh, Hydra, and four of them can attack one person at 10 hit, at, uh, 10 hit dice. That's pretty good. And then based on its size is how much damage it does. So if it had uh, 10 heads, it would be doing one to eight points of damage. That's, that's quite serious. Right. Uh, and it's, uh, it's semi-intelligent. So is it going to flee? I mean, we're talking about cutting off all its heads, but if it's down to one head, you would is think that so. head going to be like, I'm out of here? Does the head regenerate? Well, oh, that's funny you mentioned that, because that's the next kind. of That's called the Lernean Hydra. Oh, These so are, if you're not a Lernean Hydra... Yeah, you kill all Ted, they're dead. Well, wait, but let's say that you kill, you know, half the heads. Right. Or let's say there's one head left. Number one, with a two to four intelligence, because semi is two to four. Yeah. Do you realize, so if you roll as a player character, I was thinking about this, because you are right that you say eight, 8 to 10 is average, which I think is a little odd for intelligence, because I thought it was based on IQ, and I don't know that an 80 is average, but whatever. But it is basic equivalent of human intelligence. So 10 would be average, right? Average right. Well, is 10. Eight to 10, yeah, it says 8 to 10 yeah. as the range. But so if you're 2 to 4, semi-intelligent, mm -hmm. and you're down to one head, do you, are you going to make a morale check for a hydra at some point? No, I wouldn't make a morale check. I would say, however, if, if, it, if it was scared um, and it wasn't cornered, I would definitely think about it leaving. Why would it? If it thought it was, it's kind of like a dog or something like that. A dog's not just going to. If you cut the dog's head off. <laughs> That's right. Then it's not going to do much. <laughs> it's going to run away. It's going to fail. It's going <laughs> to fail its morale check. It's going to run away by spinning around. Exactly. So what happens if you, so let's say you're a hydra with one head left. Right. What happens? I mean, aren't you bleeding? Do you have to cauterize? I don't know about the that. The other wounds? Well, we when don't, you we bleed don't, out? Well, we don't do that in, in AD&D. We don't have bleeding things unless there's a special attack that causes drainage of, you know, like the Sturge keeps sucking blood out. We don't have that. If you get hit for five points, we don't determine its cutting damage, which then causes, uh, you know, continued wounds. I, Although a sort of wounding would be something that would do that. I just think that, I just think once the hydra's lost a lot of heads. 
Well, we don't know if, and you don't know if if you do damage, you actually cut the head off. That's really DM prerogative. Oh, that's a good point. If you hit him with a mace, the head wouldn't necessarily, uh, unless you like decapitate it with a baseball swing. Oh, well, that's a bit, it's interesting, but it says each head has full eight hit points. So it's almost suggesting, that is odd though. So what if you, yeah, what if you hit it in the body? It doesn't do anything, basically. It doesn't do any damage? Right. You're technically hitting, the idea is you're fighting the heads. Okay. So the oh, now I guess you could try to back. You know the question is what happens if you backstab? What happens if a thief backstabs a hydra? That's a good question for our friends on the internet. Yeah, exactly. Do you have to backstab the head? Right. The idea is like you, in the back of that neck. Well, there's multiple necks, like where they come together. And is a neck a back? Well, it has a back, clearly. Right. And the neck's not a back. No. A neck's a neck. Neck is a neck. Right. It's near, it gets near the back. I mean, we're no doctors here, so anyone who wants to chime in on that. But, Nico, what do you think about that? If you back... We need a vet we need to call in. What, <laughs> we need a vet to call, exactly. <laughs> At some anatomist. Uh, yeah, let's give this one to Nico. Nico, what... <laughs> I'm starting so, to like Nico's that's role right, here. That's, that's right. perfect. So if, if you backstab a... Uh, it looks like that all the hit points are in the heads. That's kind of the idea. But if you backstab a Hydra, what happens? All right, this is compelling. You think about that and let's see what the chat says. So, all right, we're going to move on. So, uh, oh, and have, how much damage does a Hydra do with 13 or more heads? Because it's based on up to 12 heads. Well, I would say D12 at that point. I would go 13 heads as a D12. Right. So, if it was a 13 to 16 head Hydra, it would be doing, it could do four attacks on you, 13 hit dice at 12, 1 to 12. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway. So then you have the Hydra that we've, I think, was in the um, Sinbad or one of those movies, either Sinbad or I forgot, one of those, with the uh, Lurician or Lurnaean Hydra, which is, is indistinguishable from normal Hydra until it's attacked. Every time one of its heads of these is cut off or killed, it grows two new ones in one to four melee rounds unless fire is applied to the dead member or neck stump. So you could, this thing could become... A five-headed could be grown to 12-headed in a single combat, gaining the appropriate hit dice and attack. Okay. So those are nasty. Yes. They're like the trolls of Hydra. Right. They're, they're the trolls and they get more powerful. Trolls, at least, they don't get more powerful. Right, right. And um, the last one is a pyrohydra. They also appear similar, although their coloration may be more red. They don't usually have more than seven heads, but they're able to breathe twice per day each head. And they shoot a cone and cause eight points of damage. And here's here's a fun fact that I like to do. If they if because there's a saving throw, if they fail their saving throw, I would make the characters roll for their magic items under under magical fire, which of course they love doing. You want to say something that says fun role playing, rolling for your magic items, which we've talked about in a number of episodes. Yeah. So so with it, and so I'm gonna go back to the. Lernaean Hydra for uh-huh. a second. So you've got to, once the head is gone. Like a troll, you got to burn you now it. Ha- and I assume you need a to hit roll with, say, a torch or something. So let's say it's got a bunch of heads. Well, the head the is knock at, off the, a head. The, knock off, the head is down. Now there's either a stump or the head is on the ground. You then have to then apply fire to it. To, to the stump. Right. But so if, if this thing has got a bunch of other heads, it's moving. Right. Yeah. You're gonna I have mean, to. so you've got a torch and you've got to probably do it to hit roll with a torch. I would say so. I would say I don't think the creature is just going to sit there, right? Gonna well, that's move what the around. thief can do. Can climb up the back, right? And then go up the. Uh... Yeah, when I think brave, I think thieves who are climbing on backs and yeah. going there with their torches. Does to the death. neck when you cut off the head? Does the neck just sort of slump down? So at a certain point, does the weight start to hurt? The you know, 
Or is the neck writhing around? Well, I don't know. That's good. I, I would think like a chicken would just be flopping around. And wouldn't for a while. blood be flying everywhere? Well, in this case, that would be a clue you could give your people. If, if there wasn't blood spewing out of it, again, you're very obsessed with lopping off heads. You need to play again or something. <laughs> you're like a Conan kind of character. But yes, I would say if it was a Lernaean hydra, that it would, um, it would definitely. That would be one of the t clues is maybe it was spewing blood, but then after a minute it stopped spewing blood so they would get some idea of, oh, this creature is one that uh, is, is regenerating. Well, what's your thoughts, Nico, now that you've given uh, you a couple of seconds? Maybe they're like lizards. They drop their heads. Okay. They, when they fell off. Um, David Thompson mm -hmm. writes in, I've already always treated the Hydra like multiple people. Two heads down out, out of five is different to two out of ten. Yes, backstab works. There you go. C-A-S-L Entertainment writes, backstabbing a creature with nearly 360-degree vision would be problematic. Ah, oh. okay. I also read it says, each head has one hit dice full of eight hit points. When Hydra's head is, uh, when all the Hydra's heads are killed, the body dies, but not until each and every head is killed. So I guess you could do damage, but... It can't die until yeah. it's I, I guess if I was going to do it on the just spur of the moment, I don't know if this is right, I would say if they backstabbed and the thief did 10 hit points of damage, I would divide it between the heads that were around still. Mm, that makes sense. So basically wound all of them. Right. So the question is, let's say he did, you know, like we have one of our thieves who always gets seems to get quadruple damage every time he attacks, and he did like 50 points of damage, would it be able to take all the heads out? And I would say no at that point. I still would still have one hit point each. And I would just, be, yeah, because, I don't know, I have this image of cutting off a head. Right. You backstab and like right. the heads, they all go to sleep or they yeah. all just... <laughs> just lay down. And then you cut them off. <laughs> so the takeaway is... I'm not putting a Hydra in any adventure I run because I don't need to have a debate. Exactly. Well, over. there is a bunch of these. And this is, you know, I think um, a lot of monsters like this where you get the idea of them, but if you really don't think them out um, and you have players who are going to be really, um, I don't want to say adversarial, but they're, they're going to fight for their characters, they're going to work the refs, this is one of them that can be problematic. Like the Sturge... Um, Green slime there, you get the idea. The green slime falls in you, but then there's some um, vagueness with how it works. And so people will work the refs on, you know, was it one to four rounds? If it falls on someone's armor, what does it, you know, these kind of things. Oh yeah, the, corro yeah, I, the corroding rules, I don't right. like to deal with. What's the uh, controversy with Sturgis? Well, if they're on you, yeah. can you hit them directly? Do you, if you if you attack oh. someone, do you hit them, the person? And oh, what I do is so I've had because oh, I think I had giant bats mm -hmm. and had latched on, and I just did I I, I did a percentage chance that you're going to hit yourself. I mean, if you're wacky, right? right. So if there's a sturge att attached to you. And you're on your back, let's no, I, say. I, I and agree. You're wearing, yeah, there's going to be a percentage chance. I agree, but there's but then the then there's like, well, how much percentage? That doesn't seem I fair. I pick a Exactly. You're just making stuff up, and that's what people don't like. Cause, and See, I don't that's disagree. what I like. Well, then... Because it keeps things moving. It's oh, more entertaining. What is this, fifth edition now? People are turning pages. Yeah, I think that's... <laughs> is that's, more, that's probably more basic D&D, right? I mean, that, that's true old school, so you just pick a number. I agree. I don't have a problem with it, but this is where if you're not prepared, you're going to get people to do it. Now, what's interesting is like any of these flying creatures, you know, why are we not using the flying rules for them? Even for Sturges, right? It's interesting. They don't have a rating class is for that, them. Are they... Is that not flying on flying combat, those rules? No, they, no so, some of it you have to use because they, well, no, because 
if it's a if a bird comes in, it doesn't just turn around and attack. It has to come and turn around and like a biplane, right? World War strafes in, right? Come around and come back. They're coming right. back. Right, Here they come. Well, they have it for harpies, and you know sometimes these rooms are not very. Um, they don't make a lot of sense. Like the room's twenty by twenty, and they've got this giant harpy who's attacking, you know, flying down and attacking. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I, I would be don't you love it when you're like you know when you're. DMing and the, a player all of a sudden pulls out a book. Like the DMG starts looking up something. We've like, talked right, about what's this. What's going you on? Can't, you can't what are do you that. looking page up? Page eight. Show them page eight. Are they supposed to die a grisly death or something? Yes. Like that? Yeah, okay. Page two. The death comma. That's right. You're not. They're not allowed to look at that. So the the pyrohydra. Yes. Nice name. I get it now. Got it. So it doesn't regenerate. It just breathes fire. That's right. Okay. And I had for those who play in my game. One of these may be encountered soon. Spoiler. Oh, great. Have fun adjudicating that. You can report back. They may run into one. Hmm. Oh, they don't fly. Hydras don't fly? No, they don't fly. Oh, so that's good news. So it is a little bit hard. What's its movement? Nine. Oh. <laughs> I just had this image of a hydra running away. <laughs> Slowly. <laughs> well, like someone bad. Well, banded. It's like bad. in banded armor. <laughs> What's his armor class? AC is five. Yeah, well, so this is a beatdown thing. This is something that you beat down. What's interesting is they're neutral. So hydras are not necessarily going to... No, they're like guardians of things. That's not... typically what Okay, they're... so you're walking through a marsh and you see a hydra. Yeah, you don't have to go immediately go after it. You really shouldn't parlay because it's a two to four intelligence. Right, there's it's no parlaying. Gonna... Right, it's not going to work very well. But right. it's not necessarily going to, if it's hungry... But so uh, you don't need to pick a fight with a hydra. You shouldn't have to attack everyone. That's that is one of the that. things that, but players like to. If it's breathing and it's not clearly an NPC that we shouldn't kill, they want to murder it. Okay, so there's some good news and bad news. The bad news is they're uncommon, which is actually fairly. I know fairly it strange. Common. Fairly common. Right. And so be careful in marshes. The good news is they're neutral. Right. And so. And they're large. You could probably avoid them. Right. They're probably not okay. They're not necessarily going to attack you. Okay, that's interesting. Right. I've learned a lot. All right. Well, very good. Go ahead. Any David other comments? Thompson writes, and the Lernaean Hydra is the big bad. You don't really use them as throwaway monsters. Ah, okay. And CASL Entertainment says, I think this is where the notion of hit points reflecting more than just life is important. It also reflects fatigue, armor, etc. Uh, that changes the approach dramatically. All right. Well, great. So, and of course, uh, Castle Entertainment is the Chamberlain, his most renowned, illustrious Baron, Irresistible Emulator of Cleveland. That's for your benefit. Yeah. So, there you go. All right. We're going to have to execute uh, Nico. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be some early. He's, I, put in your comments how many times will Nico be murdered for inappropriate I'm going to roll it to hit on Nico, all right? Let that's me see right. how I do. You miss. Oh, I'm sorry, Nico. That's an 18. 18. Ooh, that's a good hit. Um, what would I be like? A first level gnome illusionist? No. It's probably a miss. No, it's probably a miss. <laughs> I missed. You missed. All right, we got now. We have uh, random spell selection, which is your oh, other favorite thing. I do like that. So we have to figure. Well, I already know this. I, let's figure out what type of spell it is. So okay, let's do you that. know right. So what are so we? Roll percentages. A, right. Okay. Roll percentages. This is this. This will determine whether it's a magic user or clerics. It's like finding a scroll, basically. Right. What'd you roll? I rolled an 84. Oh, yeah, it's another clerical spell. Now we have to determine if it's druidical or not. Let's see if we get the druid again. If it's high, what's it, what'd you roll? 21. 21. Well, we said last time 21 was druid, so it's a druid spell again. It's another druid spell. Yeah. Oh, you know, I saw. What was that spell we did last time? Uh, Anti-plant shell. Anti-plant shell. Oh, you know what? I, I don't know if I'm going to find it now. I found early... Why am I in the Deities of Demigods? There was another potential monster, I think. 
For that, mon- Monsters of the Cloth? Yes. Meaning, right, meaning that... Oh, uh, mo- anti-plant. The plant one. Okay. The plant one. I don't know. I can try to find it. I was flipping through. I probably should have done. You went through the Monster Manual too? What was wrong? Well, you're forcing me to work oh, on this adventure. Oh, work on this adventure. That's right. I got to tell you, I get a new appreciation for the Fiend Folio and the Monster Manual 2. Okay. As a result of having to find interesting... If you want interesting monsters, we'll look, right? We'll, we'll have our researcher look it up. Is it somewhere says anti-plant shell in one of the monster things? What's it? This thing, maybe. Uh, the algoid, yes. Is it made out of algae or something? Yes. So would that work? Of course. So there's another one. Right. They have five hit dice monster, absolutely. Okay, that's all. Algae has control over certain types of trees... And clearly, that would be anti, the anti-plant shell. You're still true. I know you're trying to rehabilitate something that's horrible. Okay. No, I'm learning. Okay, so D8 for the druid spell. All right, D8 for the druid spell. That is a uh, eight. You can't re-roll. There's oh, no, oh seven levels. Gotcha. Six? Oh, six, six. levels. Six, okay, and now roll a D10. Okay. A one. Animal summoning three. Animal summoning three. That is the put that down. Animal but summoning three. But I haven't mastered. Are, I haven't taken the prereqs. No, I don't know anything about animal summoning one or two. Is that a problem? Uh, Can I go right to three? Well, I think if you're a druid uh, and you're friendly with animals, you could do that. It's okay. right there. Okay. Animal summoning three. It's level six. Mm-hmm. It's range eighty uh, feet per level. Well, if you're outside, probably though, right? That would be what? That's eighty yards. Eighty would, yards. Yep. So that's pretty good. So if I'm on the, the goal line and the animal's on the 20-yard line on the other side. Well, you, well, it's not, I mean, you summon them. That's as far as you can have it launched. Right, that's my have... range. Uh, eight segments, so they can't wander off. The spell is the same in duration. So it's just, it's better. It, it, it's up to four animals of no more than 16 hit dice. So you're just, you're summoning more. Right. Right? And right, more so, hit so dice. So go to animal summoning, whatever it is. All right. So us, I think it's in the back. Of the dungeon master's guy, at least for monster summoning, it is. Appendix M. Appendix M. What? L. L. Appendix L for conjured animals. Right. So there you go. No, I don't know. You got to explain that to me. So. What's happening? You, uh, you. On page two. So on page two twenty two and two twenty three, if someone casts either monster summoning, in this case animal summoning, you do conjured animals in the dungeon master's guy. Okay. What? Pa- All right. I gotta get the I DMG. See. What page are we on? 222. Well, there's so many. Well, I was looking it up in the player's handbook. Right. I, I just so what happens is it, if you are the DM and the person memorizes, uh, like our magic users have monster summoning, they cast monster summoning. There's a certain amount of time. Depending on what level monster summoning, you roll on a chart to figure out what monsters come and how many of them. So typically the spell says how many of the creature you, the dungeon master, determine what monsters come. And that's what the fun of this is. You may get a you may get anywhere from giant rats or a demon. Wait, so animal summoning? Okay, wait, but that's for wait a demon. Is this for animal summoning? No, that's monster summoning. Okay, so how no, does that? So because no no one runs animal summoning. That you, no one cares about animal summoning. No one does that. Okay. If I had a six level spell, I'm not learning animal summoning three. But Appendix L. So Appendix L is for conjured animals, right? And so conjured is the same as summoned. Yes. Why does it say conjured? Well, that's the only way you're going to figure it out. Unless it says here, 
Is there an animal conjuring spell? No. Just to conjure? Isn't is it summon to have someone come to you? To conjure is to make material. What a conjuring card states the number of hit dice of the animal he would want to summon. Oh, okay. I think they're synonymous words. It will clearly. Okay. And so here, animal summoning. I've stolen oh, your book. I think I. No, I'm looking at the first word because this is animal summoning three. Because you didn't take the prerequisites. No, I understand. You've got to go back to animal summoning oh, I one. Agree. By the nature of the spell, druid caused eight animals of whatever sort the druid names when the summoning is made. If the such of type within the spell range, the animals can be no more than four hit dice each. Animals summoned with the aid of druid by whatever possessed staying until the fight is over. Specific druid may three times may try three times to summon three different sorts of animals. Suppose that wild dogs are first summoned to no avail, then hawks are unsuccessful, and finally the druids call for wild horses, which may or may not. Your referee determined the possibility. The probability is if the presence of the summoned animal is not known. Other various types of giant animals, fantastic or monsters, cannot be summoned. So you could, in this case, the, you could say, hey, we're going to, you could have four animals of no more than 16 hit dice. So if you, of course, that means they would typically, uh, uh, hold on just one second. Do you keep going? Hello, it's James. Oh, is it the Grog Line? Yes. Hi, this is John for the National Police and Trooper Association. That's not the for the Grog Line. Just to let you know the new drive is underway. Like always, your support. I can hear it. It's a solicitation. Yes. It's not, it's not the Grog Line. It's not the Grog, well, grog it was, Line. Oh. I apologize. Well, it was the Grog Line. It was. Well, I'm not sure. It was, yeah, it's, it, was, it was someone else that wasn't part of the Grog Line. He was, it's interesting. He was asking you for money, right? Yes. We should have asked him for money. <laughs> That's right. Hey, thank you very much. Hey, do you mind supporting the, the Grog Line? The Benevolent Association would like to become a, a patron. That's right. <laughs> to get a title. I'm a big fan of that. I would have been happy to talk to them, just not right now. Yeah. The grog talk, like the so. chief of police could get a title. Yeah. Okay. All right. Enough. Back to supporting... The police. Let's get back to something more serious. Right. Animal summoning. The druid calls up to eight animals of whatever sort the druid names. Now, wait a second. I'm confused. Whatever sort the druid names. That's not four hit dice. Right. But this says there, wherever. Right. So you could do it that way. For the cleric or illusionist cannot specify what sort of animal he or she will summon. That last line. Yeah. So it's a different animal. That's a different thing. Normally, for so let me, let me dispel the confusion. Thank you. This is how you would do it for... Uh, monster summoning. I'm summoning a monster. Appendix for, for, for druid one, because I've never run animal summoning because it's right. ridiculous, but maybe Why I should. Why is it ridiculous? Compared to the other spells. We just ignored... David Thompson, help I'm, us I'm out. Sure. Thane Thompson. He's not Thane. Explain to us. You, oh, he's not. He? He's the Chamberlain. His Cham best potency arc suit, the shrewd guardian. Chamber he's been promoted. Chamberlain Thompson, explain to my friend James here how valuable animal summoning I would conjure a fire elemental before I did that. The That's animal summoner will aid the druid by whatever means they possess. Yes. A specific mission is finished. The druid is safe, sends him away. The druid may try three times to summon three different sorts of animals. Yeah, so what you're going to have to do in this case, if you're following by the rules, is you'd have to figure out, they asked for a horse, you'd look in horse under frequency, and you'd have to roll percentages for that area. Oh, you get, like, three, you get three times. Right. You get three shots to get something. Right. So the possibility It has to be a normal animal. Well, so you could use the, the frequency. I mean, that would make a lot of sense. Well, how would you determine if it, how would you determine well, if it was available? Well, if you know, I mean, if it's your setting. If you had random monsters and things, random creatures in setup. Right, and if it was a common thing, but if, if you knew, right. if you're if you're asking for cows in the dungeon, that's probably no, not going to happen. <laughs> Your referee would determine probabilities. The presence of a summoned animal type is not known. 
Other than various sorts of giant animals, fantastic animals, or monsters cannot be said. Other than various sorts of giant animals, comma. Right, it has to be an animal. Fantastic animals or monsters cannot be summoned. Yes. So what's happening here... This is why this chart is very useful, because at least it gives you all the animals that are animals. But so I get, so I'm the druid. Yeah. I get, I, so I get three For, and shots. You're tw- and you're 12th level. Oh, what's the, oh, so you're going to give me a good range? No. Oh, that's right, I want animal three. You're on animal three. Oh, it said you can do up to 16 hit dice. Why would you, you wouldn't be. No, I'm with you. You wouldn't be summoning dogs. You'd be summoning one of the biggest thing you could. Right, and you can summon giant animals. Right. So a, a giant, what? That. Well, that's the thing. You'd have to know. You'd have to have, have a good bestiary. You'd have to know. So you would say something like rhinoceros. Okay. Right. Oh, that, yeah. Or, oh, I can do elephant. Elephant. That's right. Mastodon, mammoth, whale. The problem is, as you get higher and higher, there's only whales that are animals that big, which is, if in water, only appropriate sorts of animals will be called. Swimmers and flying ones were, appro- were applicable. And so they'll fight for you. Right. So it's like friendship, sort of. I mean, right. it's a temporary. Right. So is this sort of like a temporary friendship spell? Because they also have animal friendship, correct? Which yeah, they're, yeah, they're friends. So it's sort of like, right, so this is like a temporary friendship. Yeah, yeah you're like Dr. Doolittle. Yeah. So that's interesting. So I don't know. Mm. No? Well, again, it depends what the DM's going to allow you to do. Because I know what they want to do. They'd want to uh, have dinosaurs come. But notice there's oh, no right. dinosaurs but it's on gonna it. Be, right. No, that's right. But it's got to actually, so, and you get So if I was shots, playing Isle of Dread, I'd probably use that spell if I had that. So after three shots, you're done. So in other words, but you don't want to risk it, right? So you want to try to you try to summon animals that you suspect are in the area, right? Right? Because if I do three shots, but it'd be a dinosaur. That's if we were playing in a jungle setting that had dinosaurs. That's what I'd be summoning with that. Right. The druid may try three times, three different. So I can do one set, and if I still have, if I don't get any or I get some, but I still have hit dice left, I can try another one. Right, because I can fill up right. the amount. Up to, th- well, three times, it says. Right, three times, but I assume that, let's say I ask for wild dogs, only get one wild dog. Well, I, can I, go, I can do a second I one? I don't know about that. Oh, yeah. you think it's just one type of animal and I'm done? This is interesting. Uh, David Thompson says, first, I would like to say that druids are different to clerics and others. The druids can name and try, whereas clerics cannot. Because yeah. clerics, their six-level spell, they also get... Conjure animals. It ah. says under that, um, the conjured animal. Blah, blah, blah. The spellcaster can, by means of his incantation, call upon one or more mammals with hit dice whose total does not exceed his or her level. Okay, so that makes sense. So I guess it's. So that's what that's what L is for, right? Conjure them randomly as oh. druids. Oh, so the cleric when a cleric gets a spell, he has to do random. He has to do L, right? Oh, there it is, and that's so. That's why it says for the cleric or illusionist cannot specify what sort of animal. Right. Okay. Okay. I like I like random. So that's so when more... you ask me, I've never used animal summoning. First of all, we never had druids that high level. They usually get killed off before that. Two, they would do conjure file or mental, which is way better. And you state the number of hit dice when the cleric or illusionist. You state the number of hit dice of animals you'll be summoning. Well, that's based on their level. That's what Nico just said. Right, but I didn't know you. Okay, so you're just announcing. I didn't know if you'd, like, reduce it intensely. Well, you could say I want five, if I'm 15th level, let's say, I could have five three-hit dice things, and it would tell you how much it used. That's what the hit dice cost is next to it. All right, roll, give, give me a... Uh, well, so, oh, we're so not doing an, conjure animal. We're doing... This animal, segment. 
Now we're just, we're not even using the spell we're supposed to. Oh, jeez. The wild dog. The wild dog, okay. okay. <laughs> so, what we're hearing is you have to, the dungeon master is going to have to figure out the frequency of the animal summoned and if it's underneath there. And then, um, if he can, the druid can try three times and they would be up to 16 hit times. And I like your idea of using the, how frequent they are. Right. Because it gives, you, you, it gives you percentages, right? right. In That's the beginning right. of the monster manual. Right. Right, okay. And that's a crapshoot for them. They may get nothing. And, so, the, and the only thing that we... Are, and, and I would argue that if the druid was from the area, I would increase their chances because they're in that area. In other words, if it was known to them that uh, this was their woods, they oh, should sure. have a better chance of knowing what mods... It shouldn't be just complete straight off the thing. Right. You, you shouldn't say so. If the druid is, knows the gnarly woods... Right. And then the druid's like, well, what kind of animals would be here... You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to be as a DM and be like, I don't know. Yeah, you figure it out. You figure it out. Yeah. You're the druid. Yeah, that would be rude. Uh, is it listed what? in... David Thompson brought up another good point. This at is the, why we're so happy he's on. Yeah, at the end of the spell, if the... Because some of the monsters probably wink out of existence, right? Mm -hmm. but you, whether conjured, element, or conjured animals do that or not, or they just stick around. And then just well, it says animals con summon. Conjured would wink out. Right? And conjured would disappear. Right? Well, and summon would. Summon, they blink out. In in, in uh, monster summoning, they they appear and they disappear. Oh, okay. They don't just stroll up here. They sound like they just appear because they're part of the nature. They don't. They don't. They hear the call. They see right. the bat That's signal. Right. They see the bat signal exactly. <laughs> so the question is, do they just go? You know, in the middle of the combat, go meh. I've had enough. Yeah, I think they're like, what am I doing? Because they're <laughs> under a spell. Yeah. And the spell, how long does the spell last? It's special. I think they do a fight and then they leave. Oh, that's right. They complete the task. Right. So they feel satisfied. Right. And they're like, I'm done here now. That's right. Hungry. <laughs> yeah, I think they... And they look at you. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, this is exactly, you're absolutely right. Because the player's going to say, okay, so they're following us around, right? Right. No. The, their then, their no, task is to yeah. get me to 15th level. You know, that's that's their task. And you would have to say, no, that's not going to work. Yeah, so, right. Your, right. Your task is to do everything I say forever. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right, now hold on. Is it loophole time? What does this rule say? Well, what A, by say? whatever means they possess, staying until the fight is over, a specific mission is finished, the druid is safe. I never feel safe. He's constantly in fear. Or he sends them right. away. So that, this is... This is painful. Okay, wait. Right. Is it in? Does it? Is it described in the DMG under the spell explanation? Well, I don't know. That's a good question. Under so druid. Well, druid, what level? So it's level three. Is the normal right. one? Okay. I like summon insects. Ugh. No, it's not there. Right, level Six, three. Yeah, right? level three. No. Nope. No. Wait, fourth level. Animal summoning one. There you go. For probable animals in the area. Oh, there you go. See the foregoing commentary on locate animals. Oh, locate animals. There you go. Where so which ones locate animals? Where's oh where's I said locate plants? The 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 prior one. All right, well Nico can work on that. We got to work on. We, we've put, been well, here for an hour. We're, we haven't even talked about gnomes, and I know people are here a, for the gnomes. This is a good um, transition. Mm -hmm. uh, illusionists can learn conjuring animals. Oh really? That's very unique. That's very strange. Yeah. We've, we've gone down this rabbit hole that. None of my players Lo would ever animal summon. Maybe they should, but none of them would do that. They'd this be is like what it says. Fire elemental. So the, under locate animals for the druid. Sorry, yeah. This spell is another which requires a bit of effort on the part of the DM, yeah, as it is quite unlikely that each go. and every species of animal in the area of the spellcaster will be recorded. You will have to use the probabilities of your 
milieu. See, I got. Perfect. See, I said you're. Mil- I didn't use the word milieu. Milieu is not Gygax, but right. Obviously, there's a zero percent chance of locating a polar bear in the jungle or a jungle cat in a cavern thousands of feet below ground. So the locale is second after the region as whether or not some animal will be in the smell range. Then consider the terrain. Mountain lions do not typically roam the prairies, for instance. Lastly, consider the frequency of the animal's desire in relation to all Which of the above. Which is basically what we said. Oh, look at this. If the animal is within the area of probability, allow a straight percentile roll. Is this a percentage chances from the yeah, monster? Yeah, very simple. They're not exactly the same. but They're, they're different? Yes. So you'd have to use these. These supersede. Right. By five. I think uncommon is 20% in the monster man. It's 25% here. Okay. Very useful. You know, you got. I always forget about. Well, not always, obviously, not always. But forget that the DMG does have some of those little explanations. Obviously, that must have been Gygax. The DMG was after the player's handbook, for I call. So that must have been Gygax wanting to clarify some things or fill some gaps in the player handbook spell discussion. Right. Well, I'm sure the questions came up, and they like they put it in there. Okay. Very good. I think we've the spell selection thing has taken a while. So. Would you use a spell compared to, again, part of what I liked is, would I use this compared to some of the other 6th level, I'm a, I'm a 12th level druid, would I pick this spell? Well, you know, there, there could be some, it could be. I, if I have Feeble Mind, what weather summoning, Wall of Thorns, Turn Wood, mm, Transport via Plants, mm, Fire Seeds, mm, maybe. Feeble Mind, that's good. Cure Critical Wounds, very important. Again, druids were, like, want to be Cleric. So, most druids we had, they had to learn healing spells, but see, which is terrible to waste a but, six level spell on that. But people who are playing druids, they're going to like this spell because people who want to play druids are like animals. Come, right. join me. Yeah, but the party is going to go. You need to provide healing. St- stop wasting your time. But I have this badger. <laughs> I have this small skunk. I don't care about a skunk. <laughs> I care about the three to eight healing that you're going to provide. So you're in combat, like a. You could have like a bunch of skunks. I, yes, that would, would you do? Be. Would you give it that equivalent of a stinking cloud? If I had enough skunk, if I brought enough, if I summoned enough skunks, would you do it the equivalent of a stinking cloud spell? Mm, I, I would use a cantrip. There's a rotten cantrip. <laughs> rotten egg. Yeah, I think cantrip. there's a rotten cantrip. That's what you get. <laughs> that would be, that would, if it was a giant skunk, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we've beaten that to death. This is big, a bushy, puppy production. All rights reserved.